0: medical marijuana marijuana in general. First I'll say that I personally myself have had years and years and years of experience with THC, um, mainly smoking joints or, you know, rolling it up, and smoking it. Anyhow, um, in the past few years, I've been a medical marijuana patient in the state of Connecticut. And uh, I've tried multiple options, from shatter to wax, to crumble, to rosin, to, you know, to the oils, to the honey, to the tinctures, to the capsules, to the, I haven't tried the lotion, but I have tried um, almost all of the strains of and, and a lot of the hybrid strains, and also, I've, most recently, in the past two years, have become accustomed to using CBD also, doesn't get me high, but it makes my body feel better. Um, I have had one surgery in my life, um, and I only use the oxycodone. Two or three weeks or whatever i was kind of like somewhat mobile and i was doing all the physical therapy and so you know the cbd really helped me and uh and i'm i'm very sensitive to i don't know i'm just really skeptical when it comes to taking things and so uh, i'll just leave it at that but i'm just a little more skeptical than most so my idea was that a few years ago was that i'm using marijuana anyway um i've used it throughout a transition of a method that i used to clean myself up Uh, And uh, in life and uh, and get to a better place and uh, and that method has worked for me. One of the things that I've used along the way is marijuana. Um, I do admit that I thought to myself, being the most finicky person that I am, the most like, I don't want to say pessimist, I'll just say um, my form of OCD, I have an extreme form, my form of OCD or my type of OCD uh, is, it compels me. All the numbers I can and, and constantly get data about it until I can figure it out. And so there's certain things in my life that I figured that, uh you know, it seems to me as though uh, maybe it's age, I don't know, but uh, eventually I started to figure things out after just migraines and migraines and migraines from so much thinking for so many years. Um, I finally started to have peace uh, when I understood. And so one of the things that I feel is most important. Oh, let me just get back to what I was saying. I'm sorry. Uh, so one of the, 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 after, you know, crunching the numbers and figuring, you know, is there any real risk? And the only risk that I do see with medical marijuana or marijuana in general is that there is a downside. It's a very small one. It doesn't have a lot of side effects, but it can be something that has to be managed. Uh, cause you'll notice it, and I think some people might just brush it off as, oh, it's, a, well, it's the worst thing that could happen. It. No, it's much better than drinking or whatever, using drugs. And, you know, but the reality is there is still a factor, and that factor is that if you're not careful, So uh, one of the things that you have to learn to manage with marijuana is you have to manage um, usage patterns. Really those two words separately mean something because usage Part that kicks in is becoming lethargic. Uh, if I'm not careful, I can sit there kind of like just coasting along, chilling, so to speak, and just, you know, getting through the moment. You know, it's important a lot of times because sometimes throughout the day i got to take a deep breath or control my breathing to make sure that I'm not getting too anxious about things. And, um, you know, and I notice that if I'm not careful, I can spend clearly too much time uh, just sitting in one spot kind of high. to I think good mental health so I have to manage that and, and still force myself and compel myself to, to keep certain routines like so get up make my bed you know every day all, all that kind of stuff and they do you know I make sure of that because it's important to, to stay structured somewhat in a sense where uh, I recognize the fact that if I start to slack in certain areas that it can, it can have an effect in other areas and so I'm you know I'm really using my method to uh, to really stay clean and uh, I've come off a lot of different things I stopped smoking even two years ago, and uh, thank God I'm still going, although I feel like I'm kind of addicted to the wraps that I used to roll my my marijuana from the dispensary, I'm feeling like And that's all part of my I guess. My OCD is just compelling me to kind of like rid myself of those toxins. Um, and so, my attitude is that medical marijuana is a blessing. It is. Uh, without it, I'd be compelled to go to the street, which has always worked for me in the past. I mean, generations before me have done it. I mean, people grow their own stuff, and I mean, it'd be kind of nice if we just had that ability legally. You know, everybody did because then we, you know, communities would learn how to thrive and survive without alcohol and all kinds of other stuff because at the end of our day, I mean, clearly, most people need a drink. I mean, what's going on is just out of control in our world. Uh, So I get it, but I just don't drink alcohol. I've only been drunk a couple of times in my life and it was all before. is that, so the marijuana experience is good. It's a blessing. It just has a lot of downsides. and One of them, one of the main ones, is not so much as that the Medicaid doesn't cover it, or the people's private insurance doesn't cover it, or no insurance actually cover it. That's not the biggest deal, although that is a major factor. I spend, I don't know how many thousands per year, when I looked at my my totals over the past few years. Um, I I spent a lot of money, and everyone else that clearly has diagnosed conditions like myself, PTSD, or others that have other serious conditions, physical ailments that have put them at the end of their life in a lot of cases. And what's happened is that, you know, they're kind of, in a sense, being still ostracized in a way they have to kind of like go to the dispensary, which is okay. They're, you know, paying out of pocket, buying what they want, uh, you know, and the people are pretty experienced. Uh, They have a max on what they can purchase, despite how bad they feel. Uh, they can go, if they're clearly closer to the end of life, they can go and and try to get an increase in the amount they can actually purchase, get approval for that uh, starting with their doctor but um, their prescribing doctor, the one that certified them for the medical marijuana program uh, they can talk to that person but more importantly um, you know uh, there's just just a disconnect for instance, most people that have these conditions see see also a primary care Right? like myself i have a primary care okay uh, that i've been working with for a number of years now the problem is that because it's a federally illegal deal the primary care can't technically advise or even comment or even i don't know i think maybe they listen when people mention stuff like that but they don't comment they don't respond they don't offer any opinion if you know and they don't even use it as a factor in determining your treatment like to say oh well, clearly you're on a heavy strain of indica already. That's what you've been smoking for the past couple months. You found a strain that works for you, and maybe I don't need to give you the sleeping medication anymore. They don't. They don't come up with that idea because uh, it's a federal issue, and the marijuana is not considered a recognized drug to them, according to the medical Mar- uh, medical American Medical Association, I think it is, or whoever. Point is, is that clearly because of this, right? They're not able to connected us in so many ways, you know. Um, and it's just such, it's, it's, it's so sad, it really is. You know, uh, you have people who are diagnosed with several debilitating and uh, not just debilitating, but I'll say, uh, you know, I ah, don't even know the work for it. It just shuts them down, shuts their life down in so many areas, they have conditions. Uh, and these conditions um, mean, that they're seeing doctors, sometimes mental health doctors, who are prescribing or attempting to prescribe uh, to help them, you know, with medication. Sometimes medication works, sometimes, as a doctor told me once before, we have a whole list of meds. We can try one until we find one that works. So that's a okay. little alarming for myself. Uh, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that idea. It's 2020, and I feel like there should be things that work. And clearly, when things don't work, Day and time, it seems that the whole world has made it clear, you know, that no one's safe. No one, kids, old people, young people, middle class, rich, poor, fat, skinny, no one's safe. Uh, They did say that certain people more more, are more at risk. For instance, uh, people who have, um, I'll just call it, risk of inflammation. Those people. Are the ones who are most acceptable because god forbid they get the virus what they're going to experience is they're going to find it harder to breathe than the average person who might just have a cold or feel like they have a cold along with a few other symptoms they kind of break them down and then they're able to rebuild because they they've been building on their body for quite a time you know with vitamins and nutrients and enough water and all that stuff uh clearly there's some people who are just left to fend for themselves I see a lot of homeless. I see a lot of people who drink, who are still out and about. They still have to get their drinks. They still have to get their food every day. I see people who still have went to the dispensary, like myself. Uh, and it's clear guidelines. There's clear distance. There's clear all kinds of different things set up to, to keep everybody safe, which I'm commending, actually, the Connecticut you know, medical marijuana industry because I, I feel like they're doing a great job. Um, You know, unfortunately, I don't have a delivery service that's available to bring people, especially those who are most susceptible, to risk by going out despite requests by the world to stay in. Um, They're compelled, like myself, to have peace and to not suffer. You know, it's like uh, some kind of inert and natural feeling of wanting to just get better. And so I've tried to do like most people, which is gather as much extra cash as I can and get enough medicine to last so um you know uh but that's not working you know you always run out you never have enough because it's not set it's not open to get what you need and it's just like the, the, the industry is just open to buy whatever you want until you find something that works and, and that's that's the freedom that i appreciate uh but at the same time there's you know at 20 percent of the time or 30 percent of the time maybe i'm finding what works for me and the rest of the time i'm just kind of like you know finding I kind of liked it a little bit, but it wasn't my preference. And so I'm just wondering, you know, I don't know. there's got to be a better way. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and report down the line uh, as much as I can about the medical marijuana experience. And I'm going to hope that someone, somewhere in the world that has control of saying it's okay for people to finally have relief says finally it's okay have relief. You know, and do it in a way that's responsible, that doesn't affect others, that doing it for me, doing it in a way, I, I really just had a problem with the fact that I used to go to people and before I got my license a few years ago to smoke legally, to uh, ingest marijuana legally in whatever way I chose. Um, before I had that opportunity, my experience was going to people who said they had to fire the good stuff. And I trusted them because it smelled good, and I liked the way it, you know, it was presented. Or however, I just felt like they were a little more cleaner than others, and you know, stuff was bagged up different, or it was bagged up in such a way it wasn't just in their bare hands, which potentially have all kinds of other stuff on it, you know. And so I, you know, I always wondered like nobody knows if the stuff is fire. They just trying it themselves and it works for them, but they don't know if that st- strain works for them, you know. Um, or maybe most importantly, they probably weren't realizing it. They probably were using it at times to just feel good, feel better, stuff like that. But they didn't realize that there's strains like sativa that you can use to um, infuse a kind of like a no, a I don't even know if it's a kaleidoscope of different creative impulses that you can like infuse into your day, um, or what the word for it is. But I just know that when I smoke. I've never been on Adderall, but it's it's, it's similar to, I don't know, I don't want to say it's similar, I just know that they say that that used to get people, um, you know, really organizing in that organizing spirit. And I know for me, Sativa does it. Uh, And I've never personally myself been on benzos uh, for anxiety, Uh, but I do have very, 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 uh, very, I don't even know the word for it. I just have a a very high level of. Requires me to um, to really just deal with I guess reality, and what benefits me is uh, the more that I'm sober, um, and the more that I can restrain myself from even smoking as much, I get a better experience because um, smoking is is good, you know. But like I said, um, you know. It Sugar months ago, like six months ago, I haven't bought any sugar since then. I um, think it would taste a little bland, not sweet enough, and so I've been buying sweetened creamers and stuff like that, so and it's a little bit the morning when I make it home. But, um, but um, you know, I don't know, so back to the medical marijuana deal, is that I feel like unfortunately for most people, myself included, um, we have to pay our doctor. year 175 the next year and last year was 125 and then the year before that i think it was 125. Uh, and that's for the doctor once i paid that the doctor then pushes the button on a computer and then the state emails me and says oh you can pay us now 100 bucks and now you'll have the actual license which will license you for one year right and you'll have permission now to go to the dispensary and try what you can what you can until you find something that works and then buy up to two and a half ounces of it per month or whatever you want next year you can do it all over again. You get recertified over again. Problem is that none of these conditions on the list, like Connecticut has 12 or 13 or 17 now, or I can't remember the last time I looked, but the problem is that none of these conditions are reversible, none of them are curable. Like for instance, PTSD PTSD is not curable. Uh, Spinal conditions, all of these conditions that they have on the list are not curable. Problem is that you still have to go every year and have your doctor say that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You still have that condition. Basically, recertify you and say you're still in the same boat, or maybe you're still alive. I don't know. The point is that you know that is a price that has to be more out of pocket. All the while, you restrain yourself from or refrain from, for whatever reason, taking all the other lists of meds that cost God knows how much for uh, your conditions You chosen to pay out of pocket, and so there's there's something to say in that. And I'm, you know, people really do want relief, and they're willing to do what they have to do. The problem is that this is the cash. Uh, this is just, I don't know. It's the same thing that happened with prescription drugs years ago. Everybody just marketed to the people and said, hey, you want relief here? Here's the way. And everybody found the way and they overdid it. And everybody, a lot of other people made a lot of money off of these people suffering, you know, and didn't give the people real freedoms, you know, uh, to have. They managed instead of letting the people manage their own deal. Um, I'm managing my own life and I'm grateful for that. You know, I am. And uh, I'm mentally ill.